0: Welcome to Barbells to Buddhas, and I'm your host, Roar Alexander, online fitness, health, and body transformation coach. Now, I can honestly say I spent well over a decade in the gym, not getting nearly the results for the work that I was putting in, wasting lots of time, lots of money, and just like those aimless workouts, my life was the exact same. Lame jobs, crappy apartments, living paycheck to paycheck, never building what I wanted, either inside or outside the gym. So one day, I just said to myself, enough is enough. With no credit cards, no money, no plan, I bought a one-way ticket to Hong Kong because all I knew was my life sucked and it had to change. And for years, I traveled Asia and India, discovered new cultures, traditions, foods, and my body and my life just started to come together. And I realized that I'd been making fat loss, muscle gain, body transformation, and even my life so much more complicated than it had to be. And now this is what I'm hoping to bring to you, helping you transform your body in the gym to live much better outside the gym. And saying that, let's get on to Barbells to Buddhas. What's up, everybody? I'm Roar Alexander, BarbellsToBuddhas.com, and of course, this very podcast, the podcast for those of you who are sick and tired of that Wonder Bread life. You know what I mean, right? Bland, boring, lacking nutrients, lacking substance, be that physical, mental, or spiritual. And instead, you want to start living leaner, stronger, longer, and a hell a lot better but what does better mean to you that's the question because i don't know guess you know we're gonna find out together in this podcast and on this journey but for me i'll tell you what it is it's staying in great shape optimal health doing cool shit over you know owning a bunch of junk things like doing muay thai in thailand trekking holy mountains doing some yoga in india chilling on exotic beaches traveling to both conduct workshops and courses all over the world but also learning new skills new you know things when it comes to exercise health fitness all that sort of stuff the entire time making great new friends all over this little blue speck in this vast universe of possibilities but hey that's just me but if this sounds good to you And I'll be honest, it would be pretty weird if it did not. Then make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button. And if you happen to be listening to us to right now on Apple or Spotify, it would be awesome if you could slam me out a five-star rating. Or if you're listening to this on YouTube, or I should say watching this, really, toss me a quick thumbs up and a nice comment. Don't be a troll. Nobody likes a troll. By the way, gotta do something about this squeaky chair, right? But anyways, nobody likes a troll. But tell the world what you think about this podcast because it's the best way I can really grow it to help people all around the world people like you people like me live that barbells to buddha's lifestyle now This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my very own Facebook group. It used to be called Live Stronger, Longer, Better with Roar Alexander. I'm changing that, or I have changed. By the time you listen to this, it will be changed to Barbells to Buddhas, Body and Life Transformation by Roar Alexander. So make sure you check that out. Barbells to Buddhas. Don't forget there's an H there in Buddhas, right? This is a great group that I've designed uh, to people just like you, you know, who want to get some great advice, workout, nutrition, lifestyle tips as well as a place to jump into any of my 30 day online group transformation kickstart challenges including my super you super fit I haven't quite decided on the name yet I think I'm going to go with super you 30 um, completely free at this point 30 day transformation program that you can do all by yourself you also get in the group and you get a free call with me yes you heard that right you get a free launch call with me because I want to make sure that you actually start your 30-day transformation because people all the time, right? We are info beasts. We're constantly downloading, signing up for this, signing up for that, say we're going to do it. But if there's not somebody there to call you up and say, hey, man, are you doing it? Okay, great. What day? What time? All right, there you go. Okay, you also, of course, get Facebook Lives, updates on podcast releases, and I post tons of extra value stuff that you don't get here, or you see on my YouTube, or you see on just my regular Facebook sort of profile and Instagram, all that sort of stuff. So pause this for a minute. Jump over there to Facebook. Search Barbells to Buddha's Group by Roar Alexander. It is 100% free to join, and I cannot wait to have you in. So today, guys... Uh, I got a really uh, fun podcast, I think, because it is what I am doing. Now, you know, this podcast isn't about talking about a whole bunch of studies, and just, you know, basically, I watched a lot of these guys, and it's like, okay, you obviously have a research team, and you're just, it's just study, 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 studies, and it's like, here's the science, here's the science, yeah, science is there, but I'm just telling, this is a podcast to tell you guys what I am doing, just got a new webcam, I'm just going to close that screen, because it could be hackers looking in at me, I have, I do not know, but you know what I'm going to do? I am going to take a quick pause here, and I'm going to move this desk into standing position, because... Can you hear that? Kind of that squeakiness? It's never squeaky when I want it to be. It's only squeaky when I don't want it to be. So through the magic of podcasting, we are going to move the standing desk up. And now I'm in standing position. So no more squeaky chair. Got to make a mental note. You know, know, I'm not even going to make a mental note. I'm going to make a visual note that says, do not podcast in the squeaky ass chair. Anyway, so I gotta adjust the microphone here because now I'm kind of leaning down, defeats the entire purpose of you know having a standing desk so I can work on my posture. But anyways, as I was saying or I wasn't saying, ADHD brain, right? I am currently on the road to what I call forty-seven to forty-seven. Now, if you were with me last year. Uh, follow me at all. I'd, last year, I did 46 to 46. It was kind of the first time I'd done it. It was an idea from Adam, some other fitness influencer out there in the inter, inter, interwebs. And I said to my friend Ramona, Ramona Burgans, a very well-known Hollywood celebrity trainer, by the way, told her she was turning 60 last year. And I said, you know what? You should really do 60 to 60, basically two months to get in your best shape. And she did it. And I was like, you know what? I think I'll do the same thing, but I'm going to dive deep deep into this sucker right we're gonna do testing we're gonna do a whole bunch of stuff and i did pretty good all overall you know i got a dexa scan i got a dna test last year um this is all before i turned 46 dna test sat down with uh dr uh lois Naherney. you can see that i believe on youtube um where we went over my results we did i did a dexa scan and we went over those too. i did all this live when i got blood work from the doctor they wouldn't let me record that live so (laughs) there's no recordings but i overall i got some good blood work done but this year i'm gonna get more done and uh for barbells to buddhas guys just so you know i do work with a nutritionist named mark st pierre um and i'm gonna be checking in with him what blood tests that he thinks i should do because here in here in commuta you know, it's our socialist Canadian medical system, you, you have to argue and fight quite a bit at the time to get anything you want. Like last year, I had to, um, basically, I really had to say like, listen, I want my vitamin D. Like,
1: give me my vitamin D.
0: And they're like, well, I don't really need it. I'm like, uh, I want it. And they're like, what well, you got to pay for it? I'm like, that that's fine. I do not care. I will pay for it. So I paid for vitamin D. I believe I did testosterone. Um. So yeah, I'm going to be doing some of that, but we'll talk about that. But anyways, that's the stuff I did last year. I had my DEXA scan and I came up at a healthy what they call healthy body fat percentage for a man my age at 46 years old. And I was like, you know what? Fuck, I don't go to the gym four or five days a week. I don't live and breathe fitness, health, wellness. I don't travel all over the world, learn everything I can, study with Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic you know, doctors and all that sort of stuff. Just to be cold, you know, buy a flick design all over my house. Just to be healthy, average I was like, "Okay, 21% body fat and uh, that that I'm sorry, that's not going to cut it." So, I made one really big change last year that has helped me a lot over this year. You see, for my life, I have I've never been classically overweight, you know, I've been skinny fat for sure and I have, but you know, what that test showed me last year, looking back at pictures of me in in Thailand, I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm like 23% body fat, 22% body fat here, being pretty active." Um, I was a, what we call a a quality over quantity of food guy. In other words, for me, it was, you know, all about just eating healthy foods, eating healthy foods, you know, home-cooked foods, home-cooked meals, not drinking your calories, that sort of thing, right? Well, even that to a point, that's not even quite true either because I was uh, enjoying my Thai coffees a lot, which you don't know have condensed milk in them, which by the way, is just pure sugar, not that sugar is anything bad but you when your morning coffee my morning coffee now is like 20 calories my morning coffee's end were probably like 150 200 calories and so I out of a couple of them adds up so i was all about again, you know homemade <laughs> no starbucks no it was homemade coffee but still was homemade 200 calorie coffee so i really dialed in on my quantity of food quality of food did not change much but the quantity did change and to be honest i even got a little bit looser i started enjoying more just meal you know just more cookies every now and then because i used to be like you know i wouldn't have them very often i was like you know what eh, let's see how it goes i'm gonna focus on this whole quality um in down play. so quality was now on the front burner quant quality was on the back burner a little bit okay Still saying that I still eat very, very clean, very healthy. And uh, huge changes because what you don't know can hurt you, right? So, you know, I realized okay, even though I'm taking protein shakes and I'm eating a lot of meat and stuff, I was eating a lot of fattier meats. I was getting in a lot of fat calories and I wasn't getting in nearly as much protein as I thought. And I was just kind of going overboard on calories by a few hundred here and there. Just through the foods that I was eating, the the high quality foods, you know, the avocados and all that, just I was getting mostly too much calories from fat overall. You know, cooking with the uh, the extra virgin olive oil, we're looking back now, I'm like, why was I adding extra virgin olive oil to spaghetti that was made with ground beef? Like, it just makes no sense, right? Because we were like, oh, you know, you're supposed to eat it, it's heart healthy. Well, yeah. The, the, the idea, though, is really you, you reduce. The other fats, and then you would put it back in the healthy fats, right? That's the idea. But you don't just add, you know, "quote unquote" healthy fats on top of other fats. That doesn't make sense. So, really dialed in on. So this is what I'm doing this year. So this is where the story goes. So 47 to 47. Very first thing I want to talk about. We're going to talk about quite a few things. So we're going to talk about. I'll give you the order. We're going to talk about um, nutrition. What I'm doing for nutrition. What I'm doing for supplements, we're going to talk about fixing trouble areas, training, uh, lifestyle, mostly meaning uh, neat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis, low intensity, steady state, all that sort of stuff, low energy activity thermogenesis, daily movement. Basically, we can wrap that up in a in a, in a layman's terms: daily movement. Um detoxification, time planning, testing, and then, of course, uh, we're going to get into, you know, just the the side of just setting some really big fucking exciting life goals. So there we go. So what am I doing? There's there's a whole bunch of stuff. And to make this not like three hours long, I'm just going to give you guys the Cliff Notes version because, honestly, if you did most of what I said here, you'd probably be pretty good off even with the Cliff Notes. So for nutrition, first thing I did after last year is I opened my Fitness pal count. So I got a my, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. My fitness pal count. And I started tracking and making up recipes. I said, okay, well, this is my typical breakfast. These are the breakfasts I like to eat. There's about three or four of them. I'm going to measure them out. And then I'm going to say, okay, well, I need to cut down on this here and I need to up here. So what I realized is, okay, I need to add a little bit more protein to this because uh my couple egg omelette and you know a couple slices of turkey bacon was still only about 25. 30, maybe not even that, about 25 grams of protein. And I needed about 50 in my meal. So I went, okay. Figured out ways, mostly using some egg whites or some protein powder, how to up the protein. So uh, I really dialed it. First thing I want is how many calories total do I need in a day? From that, how much protein do I need in a day? And then, of course, protein. Uh, one gram of protein is four calories. So from that number, let's say it's 2,100 calories. X number is going to be from... Uh, protein, which is about 800 calories, maybe a little bit less, because I was aiming at about 180 grams of protein. So, just for argument's sake, let's say it was 200 grams times four, it'd be 800 calories from protein. So, 800 calories of protein for 2,100 leaves you with what's that? 1,100? 1,100? Like, yeah, I think so. And there <clears throat> you want to excuse me. You want your fats never to drop down, basically below 20%. So I said, okay, let's let's do fats at 30%. Let's do 30% of the those calories in fat. and fat. I can't, I'm not gonna do all these numbers, guys, Hardy, here, because it, it doesn't matter if you're driving, you can't figure out all this math anyway. But I was like, okay, I want this is how much protein I need. This is how much fat I do not want to go under. Not how you notice I'm not saying how much fat I want to go up to. And then the rest was made up with carbohydrates. Now, there are days where I will have higher fat and lower carbohydrates and there's days where I get down to that 20% fat with higher carbohydrates. So, there may be a day where I'm 40% fat and the carbs are lower, or there may be a day where I'm 20% fat and the carbs are higher. Protein stays the same. Okay, so protein I've talked about this before. If if you know, if the if nutrition is a solar system, then protein is the sun. It doesn't move. Everything else moves around it, right? So that sun would be your protein. And then fats and carbs sort of bounce all around depending on the day. Making sure that it stays within your calorie deficit. Very much, right? Not cal- calorie deficit. So making sure that you've cut your calories down to by a couple hundred or whatever it is for a slow burn. For me, this is all about the slow burn. Not in a rush. Had a year, right? So slow burn. No, No rush. No rush. And I like my performance. I like to go to the gym. I like to... I like to get the burning at the gym with uh, when it comes to mindful training, which we'll talk about in a bit. I also love doing speed and power development. Uh, I love hitting the heavy bags. All that stuff requires energy. So for me, fats stay around that twenty to thirty percent. Protein it stays what it is, and then carbohydrates—you know—they're they're a little bit higher than most people. Um, I did, though, talk to the, I got well, Mark Saint Pierre gave me a, a nutritional consultation, a very in-depth one. And he said, okay, well, here's some problems. And I can't remember because I'll be talking to him uh, eventually. And he said, here's the problems that you have internally. And here's the kind of foods in the proportions that I want you to be having. And he cut out uh, wheat. Now, he's not typical cut out wheat dairy. I was, uh, but he did, for me, cut out <clears throat> mostly. Let's have a sip of my coffee here. Oh, yeah. He did cut out wheat for the first couple months. So I was eating a lot of, but I, I was never big. I'm not a huge, huge, weak person. I, mean, I, don't, I don't mind it, but my breakfast were, you know, it was like a lot of potatoes. So there were potatoes and yams and all that sort of stuff on there. It was really good. It was basically, I said, you know, 80% of what you've given me is the foods I'm eating anyways. So it was just little things like that. So he kind of gave me the quality, and then I also went by his portions, and then eventually I just sort of dialed it in, focusing on a little more on the quantity side as well. So... There's that. So, so he said, okay. Med- so he said, medically speaking, you know, in a non-medical, medical speaking term, these are the things that you want to avoid. These are the things you want to do for now. So that's what I did. And like I said, I'll be talking to him about it. So he helped me a little bit with the things, that, with the quality of foods and things that I should not be doing and the things that I need more of. So he said, you definitely need more omegas in your diet. Your diet's a little low on omegas, a little low on sat- monosaturated fat. So he upped some of that. So then, of course, I had to take, you know, uh, areas of fat from other areas. Because again, you just don't, I don't want to get full of that thing where I'm like, okay, you need more omegas, you need more monos. Okay, I'll just add, add, add. Then all of a sudden, okay, I've just added a ton of fats. So that's kind of where I went with that. But the biggest thing that made, you know, the hugest difference, guys, for me, from the last 20 years, was really just starting to go, okay, I'm not getting enough protein, being mindful and understanding how much I am eating. Then the other thing I did is I worked because, you know, the meals are going to be smaller because you're in a deficit, basically a deficit almost over a year to a point. I went, OK, uh, I want to make sure that, uh, you know, because if you're hungry, that's where it fails. If you start, you notice know, so that a little bit of hunger is OK, but if you're really hungry, then that's where people crash out. So I started really getting into volumetrics, which is basically just eating lots of low calorie, high Nutrient foods, and that's really guys, really what it comes down to is that's the form of um, vegetables and fiber. So, really making sure that I up my fiber and I up my vegetables. So, I'll give you here's a simple super example. So, the wife and I about every couple weeks we like to go for pho, which is you know Vietnamese soup, noodle soup. But let's be a restaurants, right? What do they give you? They give you they really cut down on the meat and they give you a ton of noodles, right? Because why? Because meat costs money. Noodles really do not. So when we go, we both get the large because we like the big bowl. And I'll say, please, can I get um, triple the sprouts? Because they usually bring you this little bowl of sprouts. So I say, bring me the biggest bowl of sprouts you have. And I go, give me half the noodles. So I get half the noodles and I just fill this. My my bowl looks huge because it's full of these sprouts, right? And then I usually also order extra meat. So I'll say I'd like to also get, you know, double meat or extra meat. Is it's usually pretty good, it's pretty lean beef they give you there. But I get the double meat or extra meat, at least maybe not double but extra. Um, and I cut down on the noodles by a lot and then I increase it with the sprouts. So it looks huge and it's still very fully. So that's what volumetric is, right? And you can do that with, um, let's say rice because you know, you know, typically I'll eat a cup of cooked jasmine rice for breakfast, cup for lunch. It's not that feeling though when you look at a, you know, just a, a literally a cooked cup of rice. Um, so what I'll do is I mix it with another cup of cauliflower rice, which now we got this huge bowl of food. And yet the calorie, the cauliflower, I don't know, like, like we're talking the double digits calories, guys. We're not talking much here. So that is volumetric. So I've become really good at that. The other thing I did is I have started, you know, using a lot more and then you know, and this is where people... So it goes off the rafters with some people. But I started using more like sugar-free maple syrups. I ordered, I like hot chocolate. In the wintertime, I like hot chocolate. I live in Canada. It's great. It's crappy here. And I was like, you know what? I really like hot chocolate. So I checked all the grocery stores. Nobody carries the sugar-free, low-calorie hot chocolate anymore. It's crazy. I don't know why. All I only get the stuff is like just packed with sugar and calories. So, I go on the internet and I found a place that sends me the Carnation Light Hot Chocolate. It's got, I think it's 60 or 70, something like this. It's significantly less calories than the regular Carnation Hot Chocolate. And it's $4 for a pack of 10. So, it's that, 40 cents each? Go to the rest, you know, go to Starbucks, you're looking at $6 for hot chocolate. So, I have probably. Four Four, maybe five nights a week, I've accounted for having a sugar free hot chocolate and I use uh, half the calorie whipped cream. So I got this low calorie whipped cream that I, you know, on top and it is absolutely delicious. I love it. Sometimes, if I really want like more like a peanut butter cup sort of hot chocolate, I will take my peanut pea powder, which is another one, which is basically uh, peanut butter. Powder where it's eighty percent less calories than peanut butter, so I'll use that mixing in. I'll also start making sauté sauces. When I use peanut butter nowadays, I'll use a teaspoon, and then I'll mix in like on a little bowl. I'll mix in like a teaspoon of peanut butter where I used to throw in like a tablespoon. Right, it's like hundred calories. I'll do a teaspoon of peanut butter. Add in a teaspoon of the peanut butter uh, powder. Couple drops of water, mix it in. Now you got a full teaspoon of peanut butter. Yet was still like about basically half the calories of you would get if you had done that, or well, even less, because a teaspoon is you know three teaspoons is one tablespoon. So yeah, about sixty percent less calories than if that was a tablespoon of the peanut butter. Same volume, same size, same taste, but literally sixty percent less calories. Give or take. People, sometimes they go, you said literally, and it was 54%. <laughs> okay, pretty literally. I'm going to start using the word fairly literally. I think that's a good term. So nobody goes and yells at me here, especially on YouTube. They love to pick on that. I did a, I did a reel a little while ago with TikTok, and I was talking about eggs and basically how, you know. Uh, I think I was something about a gram of protein is four calories a gram of fat is nine calories and i said so you got four grams of fat and four grams of protein you get double the calories per gram and somebody was like actually it's one point it's like 1.1 time i was like oh my god okay so i get it it was i was off by like eight in eight <laughs> people are so literal about literal anyway so i'll start using semi-literal kind of literal um but anyway so that's where that goes and then supplements now mark so the thing about mark is he is and it is true you can take in you could be eating great food all day you could be eating in protein but as you get older especially as you get older You don't digest foods as well. It's just something you don't do. So his whole thing, and this goes right back, guys, thousands of years back to Ayurvedic medicine, Ayurvedic medicine. And you go to an Ayurvedic retreat, any Ayurvedic food, Ayurvedic medicine, it's all about digestion. Traditional Chinese medicine is all about digestion, right? So all these traditional wellnesses, and then you go to the new functional medicine doctors too, you know, that sort of stuff and it's all about digestion so his big thing is on digestion and I do not digest protein well even my DNA test says you do not digest protein well so Mark said you could be taking raw you could be doing 200 300 grams of protein but if your body's not digesting it you're just wasting it and then and that's an, and that's an expensive waste of money so he got me really dialed in on digestion so there's a number of digestion aids I take, um, betaine HC, it was a betaine HCI, betaine HCL, hydrochloride, whatever it is. So I take that. Um, I also take some other digestive enzymes he's got. If you're interested, you can always shoot me a message on, um, you know, Instagram where you see the uh, post for this. And I'm more than happy to give you the exact names there. Um, then the other thing he does is he just said, simply start the morning with a cup of hot water with, um, a tablespoon of lemon juice, lime juice, you know, um, apple cider vinegar. But he said, even don't even go apple cider vinegar because it works so well, you'll be hungry really quick. So really been focusing on digestive health and it really has made me feel better. I feel a lot less bloated. I feel really good since doing this. So that was the biggest thing because he had even said, he goes, the foods that you're eating, are good he goes basically because the the diet match i looked at went. there's not even a difference here besides having up my omegas and my monosaturated fats a bit but he said the magic for you is going to come in the um in the digestion aids and it really has so that's generally nutrition trying to keep up with my water i'm really bad at that but trying to focus more on water is a big one too i know people they just that's not a big deal but it is a big deal so Try to get in at least a couple bottles a day. Although I'm, I'll be honest, guys, I'm still struggling, struggle with the water. I don't, not that I dislike water; I really like it. I just forget a lot. Like I go through a six hours at the gym, six hour shift or whatever, and I'm just like, man, I did not drink a thing this whole six hours, and then I get home and I'm so lips are dry. <laughs> so, gotta, I don't think I set a timer or something for that. But anyways, that's overall that is nutrition, right? So the moral of the story, guys, track. I get to understand how much you're eating. 30 days of food tracking will do you more than years of reading books, watching videos, and going to every masterclass and listening to every podcast on it. Just 30 days of tracking. Dial in your protein, gram per lean pound. Then your fats. Just don't let them drop under 20% and fuck around with the carbs and the fats any way you want to do after that. So there you go. Now, the next one before I jump into training is I have been a very... Uh, not flexible person. I've always have been. And I've had very tight hips and that has led me to have a little bit of lower back problems. It's not bad. I just train without it. But every now and then, you know, I don't warm up. I don't do something smart and I can feel, oh, oh, there goes the lower back. So this year I said, you know what? I finally have extended benefits. I am going to get somebody to help me work on this. And I am working at my gym because we have a physiotherapy office attached to us. I'm working with a guy named Chris. And Chris is excellent, he's worked, he lived in Asia as well, like me, he lived in, specifically in China, and he worked with a whole bunch of different Olympic, Chinese Olympic teams and Olympic athletes, so I said, I want Chris, and he has been really helping me with my mobility, and figured showing me exercises and drills that I can do, and tools that I can use as well. Um, to really help to get my hips, because he's like, you have extremely tight, like some of the worst cases I've seen of very tight hips. And he goes, and that is what's affecting your back. So even though it's up the front, the front problems are affecting my back problems. So I would say to you, if there's any area that you're like, you know what, this is just, my back is just always bothering me. My shoulders always bother me. I can't touch my toes. I just, I am, I am I'm so useless at this particular movement pattern this if that's too fancy for you this particular stretch uh like i feel like bet affleck in a batman suit's like this one big piece of rubber like oh i must turn my whole body to look left um maybe you're like you know what Big can aim around the spine my spine what else might it might as well be made out of an iron pipe go Get it looked at and start working on fixing your trouble areas. And guys, if you're in your 40s, do it now. Do not wait. I should have done this a long time ago, but I'm a cheap fucker. And I was like, you know, I do not have extended benefits. I am not doing that. I'll fix it myself because I'm stubborn. And uh, yeah, it d- didn't work. I'm not, I tell people right off the top, I am not a mobility specialist. I am definitely not a pain and injury specialist. I, I know where I stand, guys. That, that's not what I do. You come to me like, hey, Roy, I got this ACL. I was hoping you could fix it. And, whew, man, you're off to somebody else, man. I help you lose weight. I help you feel good. I help you get ripped. And I help you travel and see the world, and I help you eat the food you want to eat while you're doing that shit. But do not come to me with, uh, you know, because you got some massive injury and you need solving. That is not my deal. Now let's talk about my training for a moment. guys, I just wanted to jump in for a quick moment to tell you about my Stronger Longer, Leaner, and Better coaching program with, of course, myself. Now, I have been doing health and fitness and body transformation coaching for a long time. A long time. That's my, that's my Obi-Wan. And the reason I love it so much is because I love to see my clients change for the better. Now, I do want to be clear about that. I'm not talking so much about the physical transformations, but they're there. Believe me, they're there. But I'm talking more about the internal mental transformations, you know, the newfound confidence, the boost in energy, the boost in their outlook. Guys who are hiding behind profile pictures of some cartoon character or superhero are now replacing it with their smiling photographs. Guys who would never have taken their shirt off at the beach, how even avoided beaches and pools are now hitting up saunas and cold dips and sharing their amazing experiences on their social media. Guys who are doing the travel, adventure, exploration, maybe finding their inner 007, but thought to themselves, you know what? That's just not for me. Guys who thought my best days are behind me, and honestly, they weren't even that great, are now getting and taking a huge new second chance at life. And even the dads who just have the energy and stamina to play with their kids without getting winded or having to rest their feet or rest their backs after a simple trip to the park. That, my friends, is what gets me fired up. And I hope that's maybe what gets you fired up as well. Because the fact is this. You never know how much you're missing from your life until you start that journey. And I know it can be a scary journey. Very intimidating, right? Diets, fad workouts, ridiculous fast, ridiculous cleanses, circus act workouts. This guy says this, that guy says that. You have no idea who to believe or who to trust. And that is where I want to help you. Because I know it's a scary world when it comes to fat loss. But the truth is, guys, it doesn't have to be at all. So let's get rid of that fat. Let's build some muscle. And let's start to see more and experience more of this crazy world we live in, but in the good way. Now, if this sounds great to you, then please feel free to set up your 100% free first 5-pound strategy call with me. And yes, it could be your first... 5 pounds of fat loss or 5 pounds of muscle gain, it's up to you. But let's hop on a call and find out where you think you could use some help. And let's find out if we're a great fit. So go to www.barbellstobudas.com slash free call, fill out the Quip application, and let's connect. And now, let's get back to the Barbells to Buddhas podcast. So dramatic, isn't it? (laughs) <laughs> it's like a comic book song. Anyways, getting back to my training. Now I'm not. This is not the way I'm going to suggest you train. This is not what I suggest. Client, part of it is, but part of it isn't. So, for the last month or two, nope, um, oh, com- computer clicked off there. I have been fooling around. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, let me let me backtrack. So I consistently train three to five days a week. So my program hasn't changed a lot in that. I'm three to five days a week. Three days tends to be three to three to four days tends to be in the gym. Um, one day is a speed, power, sort of special extras day. When I say extras, that's like straw man training, picking up kegs, loaded walks, kind of the stuff that you wouldn't see in your typical commercial gym, because my gym I got like you know forty meters of astroturf sleds, heavy bags. Um, you know, we got things you can lift that you know are weird. I lift heavy, you know lift lift heavy bags off the ground, that sort of stuff. So we call that straw man Day, Power Day. I'll do some power stuff, um, lots of throwing things around. But overall, I do a kind of a total body split routine. That's three or, or four days, being um, maybe one day is it's total body, so it's everything from calves to to, to traps, neck even. But Monday, let's say it's on Monday, it's going to be very upper body focused. So lots of upper body with maybe two leg exercises. Wednesday comes around, it's the reverse. It's going to be lower body emphasis with a little bit of upper body. And then Friday would be kind of a mix of it all, usually starting with lower body and working its way to upper body so that tends to be how it goes and then there's the speed and power day in there and then there may be a like i said if there's a, if there is a fifth day then it might be just more like a, it curls and yeah, that sort of stuff maybe a little more isolation sort of things that tends to be my overall program um but lately i've been experimenting with very old science but it seems to me it come makes its rounds every now and then and i'm like you know what yeah, 47 years old i've tried everything let's just give this a shot for a couple months and see how i feel it, it's a lot quicker um and that is what they call high intensity training now or hit now right now you, you're making the big mistake because you're thinking oh well, yeah, well that's like crossfit stuff h-i-i-t that's not what i'm talking about i am talking about h-i-t arthur jones sort of you know body by science and the new book um mind fitness or something i'm sure i got that name wrong i forget the name of that book all the time and it's it's a very good book actually but what it is it's about and it's mostly machine based although you can use dumbbells i don't use a lot of barbells i've taken actually a couple months off barbells um because over the, the end of the day barbells especially when you're in your 40s are not the greatest tool um and a lot of people learn that because they realize hey you know what i got all these pains from the barbell. And now I'm kind of a mix. I've never been a pure, pure barbell guy. But I also was, um, I'm all, because on top of my head too. I've always been like, you know what? I don't want to wait until I can't use a tool to switch off the tool. Because I like, I do like having, using a barbell. So I'm like, you know, I need to cut off on the barbell for quite a bit. And you start using dumbbells. You get better ranges of motion. You get better movement patterns. It's more, it feels better. I'll use the trap bar because of the way the hands are. I use a Swiss bar for benching. So I've really moved into more, like, how do I say, it? ergonomically correct training exercise uh, heavy weights, ergonomically correct exercise weights. So as opposed to a barbell that quite often puts you in all these awkward positions, I'm using things that allow you to have more natural positions, but so that, that's one, okay? So using the correct, better, using better tools to do the same job, but when it comes to my training for the last couple of months, I'm like, you know what? Hit training is like this, guys. I'm just because I, I ramble. It is working a muscle group through one, maybe two, because if you're more advanced, you can go two. Complete sets to complete failure. Like I mean burning, pushing failure. Now, here's the catch. Cause a lot of you are like, well, I worked a failure, but no, that's this is very different kind of this is this is very intense technical failure. But the way you do it is you go slow both ways. So let's just say you're doing a and you use a lot of machines for it just because it's it is safer because you're going to failure and you machines are much harder to get hurt on. You can just push to failure really easily a machine. So I'm doing a lot more machines and using some dumbbells for some of the smaller stuff. Using cables a lot and. What you do is, let's say on a bench press machine, you know, you get the you put the little pin in there, and about seven. this is all about 70 to 75% of your max, and you push out slowly. So maybe it's five seconds from going to your chest to, and this is important, to nearly full lockout. Again, on this kind of training though, you wanna keep the tension on the muscle group. So you don't wanna lock out at any point and transfer the tension away from the muscle onto the skeleton. Right? So keeping the keeping the movement nice and tense through the muscle, keeping lots of tension on the muscle. so five seconds up, about 98% towards lockout, and then five seconds down. Now I tweak it a little bit with a nice deep stretch. So I set up the machine for a pretty deep stretch. so I get that nice little deep stretch at the bottom and then up again, five seconds up, five seconds down. It's not about, I don't count reps anymore because it's not about the number of reps. It's about how long you can continue keeping up that tempo. And there's, there's no exact rule, five seconds, six seconds, you know, eight seconds, whatever. But it's about how long can you keep moving that weight up and down, keeping the tension on the muscle, getting the burn Fighting through the burn, pushing, pushing, pushing. And then when you reach a point, usually on the bench press, like, you, okay, I get it. It's halfway, but it's just not going any further. Well, then you just keep pushing and holding until that weight starts to naturally come back. And you basically just crash after that. <laughs> Long story short. So you got to be careful. So you can't do that on like a barbell squat because you really mess yourself up. But you can do it on a what they call a horizontal leg press that's kind of the ones you see in a lot of the gyms and community centers you're kind of sitting up and just pushing the leg press away from you you can do it with one of the ones where the leg press is coming down on you but it's more difficult because again the whole point is going to failure so that one you kind of got to lock out when you're like you know what i know i know i could probably get down one more but there's no way in hell i'm getting up the problem of course is you never know maybe you could have got up but you can't risk it so yeah so that's why things like the machines where, you know, you get into it. That's why the horizontal leg press is the easiest one because it comes all the way back. and hits and you get out and you, you wobble around like jelly for a few minutes. So I've been screwing around with that for the last couple months. And I'll tell you this, um, maybe even only just the last six weeks. I haven't noticed any dramatic improvements, but I haven't noticed any dramatic unimprovements. And my gym time is just a lot faster. I go in there, I'm in and out of there now in 30 to 40 minutes. You know, maybe an hour because I uh, I'll throw a tan in there. You know, but get yeah, yeah. So I am tanning a couple times a week, about seven minutes tanning twice a week. Um, yeah, there's lots of research to back that up. That it's a fairly good idea, especially in Vancouver, we don't get any vitamin D and stuff like that. Again, it's not something I suggest people really do because people are so. People are really one end to the other, but I go seven minutes a week, twice a week. Quite often, I put something over my head as well. But I do believe a tanning a couple times a week uh, through the very dark and cloudy months, uh, as long as you do it smart and you know generally safe. Arguments on both sides of that fence. Uh, but yeah, that's what I do. You don't like it, then don't do it. <laughs> that's all I could say. Uh, but where was I? Where was I? Uh, yeah, so anyways, about 30 minutes now. I'm getting in and out of the workout, so I'm like, well, okay, well you know, the studies have shown that it doesn't really, this sort of training doesn't work any better than your traditional, you know, three sets of 12, you know, going to failure. You, you really do want to go to failure on most, but not a big difference between, you know, the regular kind of, you know, pushing it up quick, holding it, coming down slow. But I'm like, you know what, I can do one set, maybe two instead of three, maybe instead of four, it saves me time. And I can do other stuff like record this podcast. The reason I'm recording this podcast right now, honestly, is because I went and I did it this morning. I was in and out of it pretty quick. I managed to get lots done. I'm like, you know what? I have time to do a podcast. So screw around with that, seeing how it's going. And I'm doing that uh, twice a week because that's the thing about it. It is pretty intense. Um, so you only want to do that twice a week. So it's freed up time because I'm not going to the gym necessarily five days anymore. I'm now closer to about f- three or four. So I do right now, December, January, I'm doing two days a week of HIT, I am doing one day a week of power, so throwing around kettlebells, band work, jumps, all that sort of stuff, because power is something that people do not work enough on, particularly at any age, but particularly in their 40s, and power is the very first physical element that goes, and you become an old, slow fuck. You want to have power, and it came in very helpful when I fell off a log recently in Harrison Hot Springs. Over a very high pond full of very sharp spiky sticks that would have sent me to the hospital if not killed me. Yet my power enabled me to work on, you know, boosted my agility. So I managed to like fucking like Predator style here, (laughs) fell off the log, but managed to jump from one log to the next log to the rocks and I was okay. I'm telling you this guys, 99% of people would have landed and been impaled like a fucking Indiana Jones movie. Okay. Okay. I made it through. I'm not saying I'm awesome. I'm just saying, had I not focused on power and agility training, I don't know if I'd be here recording this right now. I'd be in a lot more pain, I'll tell you that. So really did help there. So that's why I do power training and agility sort of training once a week, uh, as well as a sprint day. Sprint's so underrated. Um, Actually, I was listening to a podcast today with uh, Dr. Gabrielle Lyons, and she had on a guest and I, you know, I'll give you this. Let's go right to it because I like to give shout outs where shout outs are due. So Dr. Gabrielle Lyon is the muscle centric medicine doctor. Very good, by the way, especially if you're a woman, listen, to this a guy too, but woman because um, they just don't eat a lot of protein. They suck at getting in their protein. This episode was called Can Women's Health Get Better With Age? Featuring Stacy Sims, PhD, and she talks in there about all the scientific reasons you should be sprinting. I'm just telling you from the reasons that you should be because it's just so damn good for you. But if you really want to know why is it good for me, go listen to that. Like I said, I don't talk about study, study, studies on here. They talk about study, study, studies on there. Go check it out. But sprinting once a week. And in fact, after listening to that podcast, I'm like, you know what? Because she talked about how uh, sprints is something that most people don't do well on their own. And most people don't get motivated to do on their own. And most people don't push themselves as hard on their own. So she said in it, you know what? Um, Sprint, she's found, from a clinical point of view, works a lot better in a group setting. So I was like, you know what? I am going to now put on a 30-minute sprint class in my small group training gym for my clients. So they'll be able to come in. It's going to be on, I think it's going to be on Tuesdays, 530 and it's, they come in, they warm up together, do some hamstrings together stuff, and then just do some all-out maximum, what we'll call MIT. We're going to call it MIT training. Maximum intensity interval training. You heard that here, guys, on the Barbell of podcast. I have coined the term MIT training. Okay, M-I-I-T, maximum intensity interval training. If any fucking liver kings, carnivore doctors, uh, Dr. Gundry, uh, anybody out there, you, any of these celebrity guys go out there and they start using that term, you heard it here first on February the 1st, 2023, MITS training, Barbells de booters with Coach Rora Alexander. Just want to make that clear. Because it could become a thing. Who knows? But overall, that is my general uh, fitness training. Um, in the gym, it's usually between uh, about six to eight exercises in a typical hit setting closer to eight I think because I'll do you know I'll do a tricep and a bicep do a calf so that's three already and then five big ones now the next thing that I've really, focused on over the year is my non-exercise activity thermogenesis or just my daily movement so you know sitting on the floor doing my stretches managing tracking my steps today's been a bad day so far but it's still kind of early for me 2113 normally i'd be at about five thousand at least by now but it was kind of snowing it really crappy out this morning so i just i uh, drove my son to school normally that gives me at least uh 2 thousand steps that i missed out on i have to make up for that later but i I do not end a day with less than 10 and usually aim for about 13 to 14 saying that guys uh if you are getting in a lot of steps what people don't understand it's not just about the 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 step count it's about the performance of the steps so at least two three times a week i try to get at least two to three thousand of those during a speed walk so i go outside i do a pretty fast walk like you're late they also call that stage two cardio, where you know your heart rate is not super high, but you gotta go and you gotta maintain the steady state at a low intensity, which is faster than walking, slower than jogging, but for about twenty to thirty minutes to really get the benefit. To add on top of that, sometimes because I live on the top of the what's called the South the South Hill, the South Slope, I think it's called. Basically I live on the top of a really steep hill. so I can walk all the way down the hill and then speed walk up the hill so I get the benefits of going uphill plus the benefits of the speed walk, it's a killer but doing that and really focusing on the stretches Chris has given me plus other stretches and really just diving more into yoga as well. About four to five days a week um, when I get up at about 5:45, six in the morning, I have a yoga mat set up before I go to bed and every morning I will get up there and I'll do either a YouTube, uh yoga video from this uh girl that i watch who is not hard on the eyes whatsoever Uh, and the same thing with another one with the abs Uh, those are my two internet girlfriends however the one cheated on me one got married but that's okay i will forgive her because I'm married to <laughs> So, anyway, uh, that is, yeah, so I do that. So I do this little 10 minute ab routine, or I do these like 20 minute little yoga sort of breathing meditation routines. And I'll do that uh, most days of the week. It's part of my little thing. Uh, the next thing I'm really watching out for, especially as a 47 47 challenge, is uh, the toxins in my home. Now, a lot of people go on and on about toxins, blah, 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 blah. The one I'm talking about when I talk about toxins is getting rid of all the or minimizing as much as you can. Things like plastics, you know, there's so much plastic in our environment that we are ingesting, so making sure that, you know, anything that I heat up or freeze is in glass or steel. I have a glass kettle for my coffee. Uh, We use a glass, um, what's it called, French press. We keep all of our food in glass containers, uh, stainless steel, so everything is, restore very little in plastic, particularly if we're going to freeze it or heat it up or if it's liquid because, you you know, just pulls that in. Other things that people don't think of this at all is in the sauna. So I do sauna once or twice a week, which is very good for detoxification as well. Uh, but making sure that you're drinking from a stainless steel, you know, bottle in the sauna. People go in there all the time and they have these plastic bottles, like that, especially these cheap like the sauna ones. I'm like, you're, you're bottle is literally like melting into your water like you're drinking liquid plastic and you you're here to detox and you're drinking liquid plastic it, it makes no fucking sense i don't know how people haven't figured that out yet because it's not rocket science so there's that one uh the other thing is uh, chlorine we've really eliminated chlorine so i've just recently replaced the um water filter in our kitchen so we drink and you know we make our food with our only chlorine free water and a lot of people don't think of this one at all, but shower. So we have a shower head, too, that is also um, a chlorine filter. And we'll even fill up the bathtub with it. It takes longer However, you also get a steamier washer, which is nice because you turn the hot in. Because what I do is I'll turn on the hot because by the time it gets down into the water, it usually cools down quite a bit. So you end up with a nice hot shower. So the water coming out of the shower is really hot. Like you wouldn't shower in that. But by the time it hits the tub and sort of cools down, you just have a nice warm bath, but with no chlorine in it. By the way, you can also mix about a tablespoon, a, couple, a tablespoon I think of, Vitamin C powder in your water as well, if you want. That does get rid of chlorine. So if you don't have a filter and you are doing baths, you can do that. And then I use magnesium um, salts in the bath as well. But big one is the chlorine. Besides that, there is oh, um, toothpaste. I just use more natural toothpaste, natural deodorants. Our laundry soap is. Uh, no perfumes, naturally derived, like Jason a lot, or use clear and free. So we're very careful. We don't, we don't use heavy scented fabric softwares. We try to keep all of our soaps. I use Dr. Bronner's soap for everything. Shaving, Sharon Poo hair. I'm a guy, so we just use one product for everything. But Dr. Bronner's is completely natural soap. Use that. I even use the unscented one there. So we're really careful with the stuff we put on our skin for uh, moisturizer. It's usually just pure shea butter, or I use this company called Brocogen, which is a broccoli self. The um, yeah, there's an antioxidant. I'm forgetting what it's called right now. So for fame, we have this for for fame cream that's really good. Or it's a, actually it's a, not even a cream. It's a you scrape it with your thumb, then you got kind of, to kind, of, kind of melt it in your hands. I forget what they call it? Ointment, kind of an ointment. So I use that as well, and that's what I use. So I don't use a lot of the, I don't use body sprays or anything that kind of crap. So that's what I'm talking about, guys. When I say a uh, detox, also, you know, for air fresheners, we only use, and you might be able to hear it humming slightly in the background. And we only use essential oils. We don't use any like Glade air fresheners or anything like that. Very careful of that. As well as uh, most days having a window open, at least a tiny crack to bring some fresh kind of air into the house. So really important. We've got the bathroom fans, the kitchen fans running quite often. You do want to combine that, though, with an open window, ideally. Because if you have an airtight house, uh, so let's say you have a newer, because mine's a little bit older. Say you have an airtight house and you turn on the fans, you can actually start pulling uh, some of the fumes and stuff out of your paint. So you do want to keep an eye on that uh you you're just vacuuming the carpet with baking soda there's a little simple things like that like we do have some more cleaning with hydrogen peroxide baking soda lemon and uh i just got this new vinegar it's a double strength of vinegar with some peppermint in it so that's what i say De- when i say detox guys it just means being really careful of the, all the harsh sort of chemicals that are in stuff for my bleach in the laundry we only use um what's called oxygen bleach which is just uh, hydrogen peroxide so that is what i'm talking about when i say detox i'm not talking about detox teas and all that sort of stuff now, the last thing, well, the two last things would be testing. So, really, this year I'm going to be focusing on some fitness testing. I'm just comparing, and we can try to wrap this up pretty quick because we're going nearly on an hour now. Strength testing compared to the population because last year, like I said, I got body fat and muscle composition compared to my population. I'm also doing fitness testing for my population. I will be returning this year for my return DEXA scan to see how my uh, results are with everything that I've implemented in the last basically year, basically to the week. So that'll be kind of fun. Having that checked out, see what's uh, what's going on there. Blood testing again. Uh, doing some flexibility and mobility testing as well. Probably do some of that with Chris maybe. And I'm going to be asking Mark, the nutritionist, um, for other blood tests that maybe I didn't do last year. And then you can also do, uh, maybe I'll do a little bit of digestion testing as well. That's what Mark does. So, Uh, I don't want to get into it because I I don't know all the ones he does. He did have me drink some, uh, I believe it was baking soda. And then he, so I'll ask him about that too, how I could do some uh, testing and see maybe anything's improved since he tested me. So some follow-up tests to the tests I did last year, as well as maybe a couple new tests. And then finally, just setting some really big life goals, right? It's all about, hey, if you're going to be fit at 47, your most fittest ever, then do some big shit. So we got definitely, we're planning a trip to Mexico this year is on. I've never been to Mexico. I know everything about Asia. Never been to Mexico. Wife, obviously, has never been to Mexico, being from Thailand here. So that's a big one for us going to some comic cons and getting this year my cosplay professionally done skeletor costume putting money towards that thing's going to cost me like a thousand dollars guys but i'm going to cosplay skeletor and i am not wearing no body muscle suit i am going fucking butt ass naked covered in blue like some six foot four avatar with a skeleton face so that's gonna be me so that's sort of that's sort of the big things i got planned uh personally for this year and of course uh damon will be going with me to those and we'll figure out a costume for him whatever he wants to be he's in this thing right now where he's all he'll probably want to be some kind of minecraft character i would to be surprised if we just throw on his uh one of his old halloween costumes for that but we'll see but anyways guys that is it hope you enjoyed this episode of barbells to buddha's podcast my road to my missed most missed road to my most fit 47 years old ever and i will talk to you guys again hopefully very soon. Talk later. Are you a busy entrepreneur or professional who's been hard at work chasing your passions and designing your dream career, but You've placed your fitness and health on the back burner and now you're seriously thinking about or maybe even currently struggling to transform your body and your health while still fitting in all the big responsibilities you have? Well, if the answer is yes, then let me help you get into the best shape of your life without the fad diets, the internet challenges, the exhausting hit workouts or take it away from your work passion projects, social life, or family. Simply go to www.barbellestobuddhas.com slash free call and schedule your 15-minute first five-pound strategy call with me today. It's completely free. Leave your wallet at home, and I look very forward to speaking with you.